chicharrón, papa, frijoles, pastor. Los chicharrones se merecen el aeropuerto de la Ciudad de México. Pásale, buena, pásale. Chicharrón, papa, frijoles, pastor. is everyone doing i am ubish as in every episode welcome to the mexico underground podcast i hope that you're still surviving to the pandemic to the quarantine and everything i know that this week especially i am barely surviving but anyway today sunday was a pretty cool day because i did my first uh well i didn't did the class i took the class it was something that my friend margaret invited me uh, she's doing like these zoom cooking classes uh, and this one was uh, from the from all the way from merida with the chef erin uh, her recipe was very interesting she used a lot of uh, root vegetables that i have never thought about using them the way that were done for the recipe and i had a massive revelation with using roasted um radishes it was the flavor was amazing i never expected that but i will i'm going to leave you in the description of the episode the link so you can join on one of these they are free by the way i forgot to mention they are free it's pay what you can pay what you wish uh, but I highly recommend it. It was my lunch today and it was a very good lunch. Uh, in other things, what I have been doing, uh, I'm in love with this um, Amazon Prime show that it's called The Amazing or The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It is uh, so cool because uh because i miss a lot of stand-up comedy you know actually i was thinking to do like a few maybe short videos for instagram well i i have to admit that i'm a tiktok user i use tiktok uh, i haven't made a lot of videos i made a few but they were okay uh but i was thinking maybe tiktok is a, like a good platform for do like short uh jokes and things like that but now that maybe it's going to get banned in the us maybe it's not that a good idea but well i have to still think about that i i'm not sure if i'm going to do it but it sounds very appealing and i really recommend you the show if you like stand-up comedy it's a great show um what else well uh lately i don't know why still the weather in the city has been a bit rainy just a few nights ago i had a one of those bad neighbors that you have sometimes in your neighborhood that they were throwing a party in the middle of the quarantine in the middle of the pandemic i think that after a while they got shut down by the cops uh, but either way it stayed like uh, more hours than i was expecting to be hearing their music uh, but yeah that's what i have been up to what you have been up to guys send me a message on instagram twitter facebook and uh, if you think that maybe the jokes on uh, Instagram or TikTok uh, are a good idea or not. But anyway, today we have a great interview with a friend that I met 
Uh, actually, because he does tours in San Luis Potosí, I know that San Luis Potosí is not a very like mainly tourist city, but it's beautiful. And especially because it's all the Huasteca Potosina that if you have no idea on what I am talking about, Google it and you will be amazed on the things that you're going to find there because it's super beautiful. The Huasteca Potosina, like the, the rivers, the I don't know if there are lakes, I don't know how to call them in English. But they are like these uh, small water parks, maybe, but they are all natural. And uh, it's one of my favorite touristy attractions all over Mexico. It's over there in La Huasteca. Is this uh, the Jardín of Gilitla? Uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, I went there, uh, I think, like, no, one year ago. I went there one year ago. Actually, I think that it was after this trip. Not sure the dates are blending together but it was amazing i really recommend it and i'm i'm a huge fan of surreal art so if you like that you're going to love this garden because it's all of these concrete sculptors that are apparently the park it's very huge uh, the things that are open to the public uh, compared to the size of the whole park it's very small but either way the town it is super pretty, so I really recommend it. So it's an interview with my friend Miguel from Auténtico San Luis. And this has been one of the best mezcales that I have ever tried. So I'm really excited for you to hear the interview. I don't know if you can hear the thunderstorm that it's uh, starting over here. But yeah, let's go to the interview. So today we are with a friend from San Luis. Uh, he is Miguel and he has his travel company, Auténtico San Luis. How are you, Miguel? Hey, Yubish. Nice to hear from you. Hello, everyone that is listening to this podcast. <laughs> so I think that San Luis, personally for me, it's a region of Mexico that I haven't explored a lot. But I have a few family over there. And when I went last time to San Luis, I did a tour with, with Miguel and over there is how, how we met. But tell us how, how it has been the recent quarantine and this situation over there in San Luis, Miguel. Well, first I want to talk a little bit about San Luis Potosí. It's located in the central part of Mexico and it's the final frontier of the south part of the Great Desert of Chihuahua. So. Here in San Luis Potosí, you must know that it's famous for the Huasteca Potosina, this region that is full of rivers and jungle and surrealistic gardens. But in the other side of the mountain, where is the final frontier of the desert of Chihuahua, we have this desertic mountain climate. This is the Mexican plateau. So over here, we have this desertic weather, and I live in the capital city of San Luis Potosí. So what I do is more adventures and rural tourism to the desert area of San Luis Potosí. And yes, well, with this contingency, uh, everything fall apart. You know, nobody's traveling anymore. So many of us have been uh, have a lot of uncertainty. We applied to some uh, help from the municipality and some of others from the state. But you know, we have to to change to adapt. You know, because things are gonna take a little while. Yeah, that's true. And I'm 
Uh, I think that, I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that you have received a little bit of help, but also uh, every every business have to be a little bit more creative, right? To to see how, because first, we don't even know how long this is going to take. Uh, hopefully no. not that long, but uh, we have to be creative and adapt, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, as, uh, as entrepreneurs, we are always in a hurry. We are hyperactive, you know, and you know, I couldn't stay, I couldn't stay sit and I just have to do something. So when I came with this idea of virtual tastings, uh, since like one month ago, we started to do weekly these virtual tastings, uh, trip through San Luis Potosí through the mezcales. So we use the excuse to, to have a mezcal and we have <laughs> these two meetings, you know, and we have every, I delivered all the kids in San Luis Potosí area. And, you know, it came with a gastronomic kit or some artist's art craft kit, kit. And, you know, we make the experience through so much. I teach everyone a little bit about the concept, the history, the identity. I teach them how to taste properly mezcal. And we have time to have fun, you know, at the end of the week after all this trip. You know, and actually, uh, well, this is very important because many people, uh, especially outside of Mexico, thinks about mezcal and they only think about Oaxaca. Uh, but for me, San Luis Potosí, it's a very unique region. And especially because on the tour that I took with you, I remember a lot that I have tried one of the best mezcales that I have ever tasted. That mezcal of Campanilla was amazing. It was super tasty and especially to see over there how the production is so traditional rustic it, it was it was unique so i have to thank you for that but also you owe me my rata de campo my field rats <laughs> well yeah i remember that uh, when you came uh, there was another chef his name was matt he's i think from san luis california and yeah when they make this very special unique ancestral mezcal there their origins become from the Mongolian distillator, and they keep the tradition here. So, yes, I know Oaxaca is the greatest producer of mezcal in, in Mexico, you know, but they use a different agave. They use agave espadín. And over here, we use the wild salmiana con variety uh, casispina. So it's a total different identity. And to be honest, yeah. our, our mezcal is not really mezcal. It's vino de maguey. So, you know, I know the Oaxacans are very nationalist. <laughs> we, we do a real fair mezcal, chill style, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was super good. So I'm sure that you miss also to do uh, tours. I'm, I, I don't know how long you have been without doing tours, but I'm sure that you miss it. And I was thinking maybe do you have a, any interesting story that you want to share with us about how cool are your tours and when all of this is over, we can everyone can go to San Luis to take one of your tours. Yeah, was, you know, my main my ba main business model is uh, doing excursions close to the capital city of San Luis Potosí. And we are, have a good quantity of different types of mezcal producers. So uh, what I do usually is I took them uh, to the people, to the real roots of Mexico. So we know about the plant, about the landscape, and it's an easy activity that it's pretty close from the capital city and doesn't take more than five hours. So uh, one day uh, the government hired me to take this farm trip to this important doctors, biologists that went to a Congress. They I took them to the routes of mezcal. And initially when I started the, the speaking about the introduction of mezcal, I talk a little bit about history. 
And I was talking about the Huachichiles, and the Huachichiles was these warriors that the original settlers of San Luis Potosí, and they would fight that war against the Spanish. And those guys, yeah, 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 we know very good about the Huachichiles. Actually, we published in this scientific uh, magazine uh, uh, a publication about the the biology of the weather, of, of the environment, of the great tunales, which is this big piece of opuntias, these nopaleras, you know? And that environment was sustainable for them to be mm-hmm. a settled instead nomad. So, you know, that's a top new investigation of the Huachichiles. And sometimes, man, to be honest, sometimes instead of me doing tours, I got some characters like that. Eric Laura, if you can hear me, I send my, my greetings. And, you know, at the end, they ended up teaching you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that has happened to me also. Like, I remember a few times that I have people from California that they have been studying, like, Latin American cultures and especially, like, Nahuas, no, Anotomis from here, from this region of Mexico City that we uh-huh. have. Uh, I'm, we have a few heritage from them. So, yeah, it's very cool. But also, I, I, I had a question of something that we were talking before, mm-hmm. uh, because, well, about this new virus thing, everyone is blaming bats and whatever. Yeah. And bats actually are very important for the process of making mezcal, right? And, you know, uh, since the COVID-19 happened, you know, the reputation of the bat has been going to the floor, you know. Uh, yeah. It's so heavy that, that here in the rural, rural com- uh, communities, that they get the news and they get the rumors, they start being afraid uh, from bats and they are capturing them and killing them. So the bat plays a big, big role, not only in pollinization of the plants of the desert, also for mangoes, for peaches, for avocados, for many other fruits. So, you know, stop this reputation from bats. You know, they are good for our ecosystems. Actually, one day I have the fortune again to travel with these tourist that ended up being the main doctor of the Instituto Politecnico Nacional there in Mexico City about the investigation, the top investigation of bats in Mexico. So we have a great talk about bats. Oh, wow. You know, they, there's one species called uh, Murcielago Blanco who is migrant. So they move from the north to the south. And every time they go through a desert, they do the pollinization from the, from the gabies, right? And, but he also, where I was asking him, how they, they found the fruit, that no, they use echolocalization, right? And they use also the smelling. But we are doing this investigation that claims that the flowers shine, blooms in the specter of sight of the bats. So the bat can see something glooming. I was like, shock, man, that's so good news, you know? So, you know, each time you know i get more details not because i investigate you know it's only for uh, going to tour with a, a specific person you know the lucky one so it's super cool i like to go to those places yeah. those communities they say this tradition that's really really important you know and you know that's about going out to nature not only to enjoy the landscapes and and breathe fresh air. It's also to get involved inside the community and their ways and how we should respect and preserve and help. Because, you know, every time you go to this community, uh, well, I make, I, I pay an entrance, you know, you know, I give a fee, even though I don't have to give anything, you know, yeah. because our yeah. visit means economically something to the communities. Nowadays, the communities in the different rural areas in yeah. Mexico, they are struggling because there are no more, no more visitors. 
those people live day by day. They just have enough yeah. for living the day. So no, after everything passed, after this everything ends, we'd go out, support our nearby communities, you know, close from our city, go and visit and buy their product. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's uh it's it's great that you sometimes learn in your tours, no, that you can share this knowledge with the clients and you and you also end up learning and uh, and it's I mean, I think that the right way of traveling always is responsible or sustainable tourism is uh, the best way to do it. And so you have you told before that you have been adapting to these new online things you have been doing anything online with the mezcal or something like that yeah actually my wife and i she's part also of authentico service we couple our own company mm -hmm. and she came with this idea to do these mezcal tastings with students and so we make a little bit more complex our product and we identify the several mezcales in san luis potosí so we uh, program each one one week we have different topics, you know, at the end to talk about mezcal is to transmit that identity that I was telling you, you know, and through Zoom, I can use, you know, different lay, different audiovisual to help to understand the people, what's going on in the routes of mezcal of San Luis Potosí, you know, and also that give a little bit of expectation yeah. to those people that when, you know, they're able to travel again, they would like to go and visit the communities and see by their own going up out there so i think it's mm -hmm. double good strategy you know um doing a service um helping my friends that produce mezcal to sell their product and giving the experience and also uh, uh, that thing means money on the on the hands of the people of the community you know uh, so i think it's very sustainable yeah. i think it's a good option and it's it's a good way to to know a little bit about mezcal you know because The reputation we have with mezcal and tequila is the spring breaker reputation, man. I really, really hate that reputation. The Coco Bongo style, when they give you a shot and they shake your head, man, <laughs> my, my tastings and the ways I do yeah. the routes of mezcal goes against that. You know, I, it really do. I, mezcal has to be tasted properly yeah. and identify the value of those hands and that sweat and that harsh sun, you know, behind the process of production. Well, that sounds like a great idea, honestly, and I'm very jealous that I don't live in San Luis Potosí right now to have an option for doing that tasting. But after the people listens to this, the, to this episode, you will need to figure out a way to send it to Australia, to Canada, to US, because everybody wants to do those tastings. Eh? For sure, for sure. You know, we are looking for, uh, next to send to the to Mexico, inside Mexico. Well, we have uh, a, a couple of options that you can find in the U.S. Actually, one of the mezcal producers here in San Luis Potosí has a network of, of, of liquor stores where you can find mm -hmm. the mezcal. Actually, the, the, the sister of my wife, she lives in L.A., and we send the liquor store where she could buy it, and she got it. So she, she joins the, the conversation and the, and the conference through Zoom with the mezcal of San Luis Potosí. That's pretty crazy, man. <laughs> That's great. So if they want to know more more about this, how wh what is your social media, your website? Can you tell us? Yeah, well, we are Authentico San Luis. We have our mm -hmm. our own website, www.authenticosanluis.com. Uh, you can find our social media in Facebook, Instagram, TripAdvisor. Also, if you go inside authenticosanluis.com, 
You can see in the media section that we have different publications from Chicago Tribune, CNN Travel. Actually, this uh, Mezcal uh, magazine, a special Mezcal magazine called Mezcalistas. Uh, we we have good reference, man. So let's join together and have like a toast by by virtual distance, bro. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that experience. And uh, whenever it's available in Mexico City, let me know because I for sure would, will get one of those. And it was great to talk to you. And I'm glad to, to hear that everything is fine and that you're healthy. Thank you, and if you help me selling in Mexico City, you will get a commission, bro. So let's keep talking, bro. <laughs> Thank you very much, Vinci. Right. It was cool to talk to you again, and I say hi to the, every listener in the other side. Good night. Saludos por San Luis Potosí. Viva México. Amazing. Viva México. Thank you. Good night. Hey, you're still here. Thank you for listening. Remember that all the links are in the description if you want to book an online experience with my friend, also with the frutas y verduras. And um, yeah, also remember that I'm doing a still a Spanish conversational classes. If you want to get better in your pronunciation, conversation or listening skills, also you can just send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever that you can find me. And yeah. I will see you, well I don't see you, but I will post another episode next week, so take care guys!